Are you ready to dive into adult conversations while sipping on and enjoying your favorite glass of wine or cocktail? Join me, your host, M.S. Wilson, and my co-host, Miss Tracy P., for engaging, thought-provoking, and real conversations about life, love, relationships, marriage, and everything in between. You can catch us weekly as we discuss our insight based on personal experiences and lessons learned. This is the Wine 30 Podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Wine 30 Podcast. It's your girl, M.S. Wilson, and my co-host, Miss Tracy P. And we are back at it again. Welcome, 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 welcome in. Whew, it's been a busy day for me. I have been busy. I'm mentally exhausted, actually. But we had to get right down to business and get this pod out, so... <laughs> Absolutely. It's I feel you. It's the beginning of the last quarter for us. Mm-hmm. Um so I've got a lot of irons in the fire place. Is that what it's called? At work because you know you kind of wrapping up the year. You wanna put forth the you, you wanna wind down with your best accomplishments of yeah. the year. Mm-hmm. And um it's a challenge. It's a challenge, especially mm-hmm. trying to juggle um, juggle life. So yeah. these these um, which brings us to our topic for tonight, <laughs> <laughs> which is parenting. Um, parenting. My, yeah. I was just thinking about something. I, you know, I I I'm very lenient on my kids. Or I was, especially when they were growing up, because there was a lot of things that I did not want to do. I didn't want to parent, I guess, per se, the way that my parents parented. So I tend, um, I did not do a lot of things the way that my parents did. As adults, we don't even realize that as we get older, you know, once we get older, we realize certain things may have traumatized us. So, like, case in point, my mom would never, ever, like, spank us when we did something wrong immediately. Like, you know how it is. You like, you get, you might like popped or whatever immediately. Right. But no, she didn't do that. She would be like, wait until your daddy gets home. So you know, it's like, you cartoon have to like that. <laughs> what now? There's a cartoon called Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. It played in the 60s. <laughs> It's that hilarious. Is, that is like so torturous. Yes, isn't because it though? The whole time, exactly. You're anticipating the, the pain, the anxiety. Yeah. We're, I think that's where a lot of us, like a lot of trauma, like you said, starts from because the anxiety. I'm always you're anxious about what grades you're gonna get in school. You're anxious about how you're gonna present how you did in school to your parents you're anxious about if you did something wrong or you think you did something wrong you know but I think a lot of that was used as scare tactics listen 
I don't know if it's even scare tactics. I don't. It's like, I mean, I could see it for being a scare tactic, but at the same time, when I tell you, I really believe I just had like a, a lot. I, I really believe that's why I have anxiety now when I'm like, because I didn't know what anxiety was when I was got as I got old until I experienced it really, really. Um, really experienced it maybe back in 2017 when I was at work and you already know the type of work we do it's very stressful at times and it can be Um, especially if you're not meeting like deadlines you don't get stuff out fast enough right honey I was like so stressed on my job and um, I didn't realize that that's when I think I remember I I think I told you I got vertigo never that Never had that before, and it's brought on by stress, and my blood pressure was very elevated. So, um, but I had anxiety, I had like an anxiety attack <laughs> because of work. And my the doctor immediately was like, um, "If you don't never have your blood your blood pressure this high, and you're never, um, you know, you've never experienced a situation like this." I, I think it's time for you to leave your job. <laughs> That's pretty much wow. what the doctor said. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't too long after that, so I wasn't there anymore. But yeah, I'm just like, I realize now that just from us talking just now, I realized that by saying those things about, you know, the parenting that I received growing up, my mother making us wait for my father to come home just to spank us. Like, I can imagine how he felt too. He's been out working all day. <laughs> then my mom tell, tells that we've done something. You know what I mean? And instead yeah. of her reprimanding us right then and there, we got to wait for him to come home. And then he's the bad guy because he's the one with us. Like, right. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I get it. I I absolutely, I, I get it. Like, I, I had both my parents in my life, but my dad didn't live with us for like the first 12 years and then after that he kind of bounced in and out um but my dad I guess because he didn't he wasn't a part of everyday life I kind of like ran to him for your safety yeah for for safety um but living with my grandparents um, and my mom, my grandfather was like my actual physical dad, right? Because he was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I knew I was getting ready to get in trouble, if I knew grandma was coming after me or mommy was coming after me, <laughs> I'm sitting on his lap, I'm in his chair, I'm underneath the table. I was like, because I knew he wouldn't let me let them get me. <laughs> <laughs> So you played the role, right? I played the role, but eventually, like, my grandmother, my grandfather was down in the kitchen, and I must have did I was the only child for the first 12 years of my life. So I did get into this. I had an active imagination. Um, I cut my, my bangs off one time mm-hmm. when it was in the rollers. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, remember Barbie? Was she her hair would grow back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I cut my bangs with the roller on thinking, like, oh, all I gotta do is move my arm up and down. 
my hair could come back. So I had a patch in the front with no hair. My grandmother about lost it. So I, I ran. A patch of hair missing. <laughs> in the front, too, out of all the different places. And we didn't we didn't know about using gel and stuff to slick back and, right. and everything. But I ran into their room and I hid underneath their bed because I was small enough. <laughs> but my grandmother was like, oh, I'm going to get you. And she went and got the broom and she started poking from every direction until I came out from underneath that bed. And then she said, now that you made me work that much harder. And now, now you're really gonna get it. So she had to you get really gonna get it. And get the broom to come chase you. And get you right. I was yeah. just trying to stay under the bed long enough for my grandfather to get back from the hallway, cause uh, from the kitchen, cause I couldn't call down to the kitchen, cause then that was me being a, a rat, a snitch. <laughs> oh, you think you're gonna tell somebody on me? So that was crazy. But I, I. I really fully agree with you the anticipation mm-hmm. um but like you said you, your mom would tell you like would tell to have your dad be the disciplinarian yeah. in the house but how do you feel about that being a female and having sisters because i know well, okay so i never really looked at it from a different perspective growing up um only because that's the only way that i was i saw in my family like the majority of the time the men were the disciplinarians okay they were the ones who actually you know reprimanded kids girls and boys you know it didn't matter and but when I listen to, and and I know a lot of people don't too much care for this person, but hey, he makes good points and he makes a lot of sense sometimes. Is Steve Harvey was talking about he how he did not want to, um, he didn't want to be he didn't want to reprimand his girls because he has daughters. Mm-hmm. He didn't ever want to. He didn't ever. I think he said he never spanked him if I'm not mistaken because he did not want his daughters thinking that that equated to love because a lot of times with us growing up you know we're all we're all you know what i mean so growing up that was what they say you know i'm only doing this because i love you you know what i'm saying right right before they proceeded to probably pick the biggest and the largest belt the largest belt the thickest or either make you go outside and get about three switches and time together yeah so yeah yeah, uh, I grew up in the city, so we we had no switches. But uh, my grandmother had a whole line of belts. <laughs> he had belts, right. switches. Um, but he basically said that was why he never, um, you know, touched his daughters in that manner. You know, to, to discipline them because he did not want them to equate love with getting, you know. Especially from a, a from a male, right? From a, because they from would a male. think that that means that they love you, and so I never ever thought about it like that. But I can see that being something that women would, um, you know, take. Why some women might end up staying in abusive relationships because hey, yeah. he loved me, you know, because they might have been raised that way, you know. Right. 
he's doing this for me. Right. I did something wrong, you know. Right. You in that mental state of I didn't do what I was supposed to. Exactly. And so until you just mentioned it, I never I don't think we ever talked about that, but I never um thought about it yeah. from that perspective until I heard him say that one day when he was yeah. talking on his um I think it was on his talk show or either it was on his actual show that it's on TV but yeah yeah, yeah you don't I, and that's what it takes me back to what I was talking about earlier when we first um came on is that I parent my children or I parented my children which of course you never stop parenting never. <laughs> as a parent but them growing up, I never, I can tell you right now how many spankings my kids got growing up. It was very few and far between. They had right. to really have done something. Do you understand? Right. When I say really, I mean, you really and you said, like, you just said it put though. your life in danger or something. Right, right. But I like how you differentiated a spanking versus a beating. Oh yeah, honey. A beating. Like, like beating those are two got. separate <laughs> things, and right. And but most people don't think like that. Like, mm-hmm. and the reason why I kind of wanted to talk about it because my daughter was like, "You would. It's not like you just would pop us on the butt." Mm-hmm. She said, "You would get a belt and you would like." flail the belt or you know swing the belt and she said it could get our legs it could have got our arms you know it there was no real trajectory hmm. on where, where, that, where it would land right yeah. and so I sat back and I thought about that mm-hmm. you know I was like wow I I as at the time when they were younger I wasn't thinking about that because that was how I grew up that was what punishment meant Mm -hmm. for me but it also I kind of like what you just said um you can pretty much count how many times (laughs) you actually had to get Get them, physical yeah. with your children yeah. I was very similar to you I did not get very physical with my children often and if I did like you said it had to have been something it wasn't because you lost something or you know forgot something like I can remember one time I lost I kept forgetting to bring my spelling words home I was in like the third or fourth grade kept forgetting to bring my spelling words home and you know that's that was like an assignment every single week you gotta have your spelling words because on Friday Mm -hmm. you gotta take the test yeah so it was either you know Monday you had to write them five times over Tuesday you had to use them in a sentence you know like that kind of thing and I would always leave my spelling words at school and my mother got tired of it and (laughs) she wound up getting a belt Mm -hmm. and beating me all on my leg but it got so bad it was to the point where she got me down to the white meat oh wow not the white meat girl the white meat like the whole skin was just gone I mean you probably could have used it 
as Jim and Nick, you know, the end piece of some brisket. <laughs> oh, just going. No, not the brisket. Not the brisket. <laughs> not the brisket. I mean, I can kind of like laugh at it now. Yeah. But that was very, very, very traumatizing because not only was I getting hit, um, and it was it would be simple. It was something simple that you think that I would remember. Mm-hmm. But I got one thing I can tell you is I um, didn't forget my spelling words anymore after that. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, and I was very, uh, I, I almost won a couple spelling bees. So my spelling is pretty on point. So your spelling became up to par, okay? Right. Like, <laughs> you asked me how to spell a word. Um, into my adulthood I, I'm pretty much there but when I was asking you about like like you said your mom would say wait till your dad got home yeah. for me it would be wait till my mom got home from work or my grandmother got home from work but when it came down to me and having my children we both have one daughter and we both have one son yeah. Um I did not let um their father discipline with spankings of any sort, whether it be a hand or anything. Really? To not just my daughter, mm-hmm. but to my son also. Okay. And and why was that? Right, now, that was because I started to remember things from my childhood. Okay. Um, like I said, my father didn't live with us for like the first 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we went shopping at, at one point and he picked out some dress and I was like, ooh, I don't like that dress. And I'm with my, I'm with my friend. Um, and you know, I was like, oh, I don't like that dress. And obviously, I did something or I said something that he did not like. And this is just me expressing, no, that's not my style. You know, becoming almost a teenager or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he literally, and I didn't have, I could tell he was getting upset, but I didn't realize just how upset he was because he held on to that from the store mm-hmm. back to taking my friend back to her house and then us going home and then out of nowhere him coming at me with a belt and I'm like I don't know you in a disciplinarian role number one so I felt betrayed by my mother oh okay I felt my mother should have stepped in and been like, she's getting older. She has, you know, her opinions on her clothes and, you know, just different things like that. But who are you coming out of nowhere, pretty much, in an active parental role? 
So you basically felt like he wasn't there all the time or present. So why are you trying to be a disciplinarian when you're not halfway, when you're not at home, when you're not right. here anyway? Well, you're not here, and especially when it was physical. I can, I, now, can, I can see that. I can see you know, that. had it been uh, verbal or, you know, taking something away, you know, you can't talk to your friends or you're going to go to bed and you, you can't watch TV. Like, I think I would have, I still probably would have been upset because right. to me, it's like, what, just because I said I didn't like it, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it, it was in a different category for mm-hmm. him to reach out physically. And I remember it got to the point where when he did start living with us again um i would literally go to bed crying and i would pray every night that he left the house and and i would ask for i would ask god for my dad back and that was the father that i knew for the 12 years growing up who had my back who was the one to talk my mom off the ledge right. when it came to disciplining me or you know something that I might have done I wasn't a bad kid I was an only kid I was curious I did get into some mischief but for the most part yeah. you know it, it it wasn't I wasn't uncontrollable or out of control so like that really kids, honey. It, it affected me <laughs> real bad yeah but like how and did he parent all three of your you guys the same way oh, my dad? your dad yeah oh definitely I mean listen and there's things that I realized you know now that I told you dad was working all the time so a lot of times we were with my mother and we're my mom had all girls so there's no boy um and so he pretty much i i will say he treated all of us the exact same i will say that that's good the only well, not not good but you know what i'm saying i mean you know what i mean yeah i get what you're saying but you know the only time i saw a difference was in our because of our age I want to say I don't even want to say because of age because I just felt like they let my oldest sister do things because she was the oldest you know what I'm saying they let my baby sister do things because she was the baby and I think right. we talked about this before but I was the middle yeah. I'm the middle so I was pretty much in between and stuck to kind of like figure stuff out on my own <laughs> right you know what I'm saying and that's probably why to this day, honestly, I'm the most independent child. Right. And I'm, I mean, yeah, I was the first kid to leave home and everything. So, so but I wonder if they, with age differences mm-hmm. and children, do parents ever stop to think? Like, cause that's, I was joking around with my mom and my little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on FaceTime together and I was like, 
I just hope you know I'm the one least likely to put you in shady pines. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and I am the only girl, whereas I have three younger brothers. And when I say younger, I mean much younger. So I was kind of a mom's sister or dad's sister. Like my mom might have played or no, my mom played more of the dad role, going out to the, you know, making the money, bringing the money home, taking care of the bills. And I was the one that would pick daycare up, pick up from school, take to doctor's appointments, um, that type of thing. I had them every summer. Like, it, that was the kind of dynamic in my household. So I, I kind of wonder when there's that kind of age difference mm-hmm. because I started seeing it once I had my my oldest baby brother I'm 12 I'm in junior high school and my mom is just having this baby and then the very next year she had another one so we had Irish twins that's what they call them and then when I was 19 almost 20 Mm -hmm. she had another one so my baby brother is technically he asks all the time he was like are you sure you're not my mom because he's in between my kids (laughs) so it's funny you say that because my niece my niece had my daughter thinking she was her sister I think I told you about that yeah. The one who used to come with me when I had to travel a lot for work. She would yeah. always be with me and when the kids would come um hang out with me, sometimes I'll take them with me for the summertime when they was out of school, they would be with me, but they would be like in the hotel and stuff, just hanging out. But she she was older, so she would always be there to watch me and stuff. Right, right. Watch so, over. So she had my daughter thinking they were siblings. And I told my daughter one day, I was like, honey, no. <laughs> you ain't got no. You don't have no sisters, okay? <laughs> Not yeah, that I know yeah. you, you got a cousin. You got a couple cousins out there, <laughs> but when when they have that age difference, yeah. um, it it get it gets kind of blurry. But at that time, I was I was strict. <laughs> like they all knew she's not the one to play with but I was able to develop that strictness without using corporal punishment and when I said something they listened when my mother said something it was a (laughs) kind of of a situation Um, I remember my brother came to live with me at one point for a couple weeks and my mother was like I can't do it he can just I'm not doing it no more he he he, he can go stay with you so how is that going though not to get no, off this is the oldest one this is when they were actually still my kids were younger they were still in school and everything this was from before and I told my you know my little brother the oldest one when he came in I said look these are the rules of my house you're not gonna come in and disturb my peace 
and you're not gonna show my children something contrary to what, what they already know so you can come and blend in with us and you're always welcome I love you I'm there for you you want to talk whatever it is and when I say that boy's behavior changed 180 degrees my mother was like how'd you do that because I set ground rules mm-hmm. they understood that when I said something I meant it and when they did something I was their biggest cheerleader I always offered praise right. I, I can't ever remember saying because I said so right. I hated because I said so yeah. how do you expect me to grow up yeah. and be a functioning adult mm-hmm. if my response to other adults is because I said so Yeah. so I would tell them why even if they didn't ask mm-hmm. if something was awry or you know they didn't do something that they were supposed to do I explained to them why they needed to do it the way that I'm telling them to do and that and most kids even though it may seem like you know especially kids my kids it, it may seem like you're being harsh you know or 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 whatever but a lot of children or kids especially teenagers they yearn for like structure even though they're not gonna say that like there's a lot of kids who want structure and they actually thrive better when they have some type of structure because if Mm -hmm. you just let kids be you know just run all (laughs) willy-nilly you know it it could be chaotic and so yeah they they equate that to love Uh, yeah exactly yeah I I would agree they equate that to love because I had a friend a guy that I like you know in junior high school or whatever and I was supposed to be home by a certain time and you know keeping my siblings and everything and I would say okay well I gotta go now you know we'd all be at the park I was like I gotta go I gotta get them back home I gotta be back home and he was like I'm actually envious of you and I was like what you should be like I wish I could have what you have you can get you stay outside past the sun going down you you know you didn't have that but we also had religious structure built into that so that that did play a different kind of a piece to it Mm -hmm. but he said you having to be accountable to be someplace by a certain time and if you're not there your family worries about you yeah he said I wish my mom worried about me the way your mom worries about you and these are things that stuck with me in my head when I became a parent and I became a parent very young Mm -hmm. um so I did want to do things differently like you said than 
how we were raised. Right. But I still wanted my children to respect, understand why they're being told to do something, how this affects them later on down the line, even if it was something that I had to give them multiple lessons in. I would turn exactly. things into teachable and learning experiences, yeah. experiences for them so that not only do I protect them as they get older, but they already know, oh, this doesn't feel right. You know, let me get out of this situation or, you know, something along those lines. And we could be very open and honest with each other. I've always encouraged my kids, if you have something to say, come and say it to me. I said, I'm I'm human. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm a sinner. I said, but I'm your mom and I love you. Mm I said, I will do my best to hear you out completely, fully, not cutting you off halfway through, you know. Um, However, you have to understand that as a mom, as, you know, a human, I might not like what you are going to tell me. Right. (laughs) Right. I might actually I said I have feelings just like you do Mm -hmm. I might get emotional I might get upset I might be angry but that doesn't change what my ultimate goal and job is and that's to protect you and to raise you to be a decent loving kind caring human being that can articulate themselves learn expand their knowledge and their horizons and pass it along and also that's the other thing too and and I would agree with everything you just said 100% I also and and we're going to get ready to wrap this up here in a few minutes but I wanted to say this that when we teach our kids or when you're parenting I also want to make sure that my children has a level some form of empathy you know what I mean for other people and um their feelings and their I mean everybody's not gonna think and I try to emphasize this too a lot um because I didn't learn this no one told me of course a lot of us learn things as we get older and become adults but we don't realize that um we are all human and we have to think about what another person might possibly be dealing with or going through not that it's any of your business or whatever but just to always think about other people in general um in order to know how to i guess make the right decisions in certain instances right and, and and safeguard themselves in the process right. because you exactly. you don't know that this person just got slapped or punched oh, in the face by a family member before they got to school. They're upset and and something and happened. Then they really about to blow up. Right. <laughs> and now it's easier for them to take out their anger and their frustration on mm-hmm. you 
whereas they couldn't do it to the authority figure in their life or the parental figure in their life so that's also like very very um important to teach your children um my but I also don't want them to be no fools either now and don't right we don't but we instill that in them because by us doing what we are doing Mm -hmm. like you said we kept that corporal punishment to very very minimum yeah but by us teaching I have an empath for a daughter yeah she feels and sometimes everything everything. my daughter oh my goodness (laughs) she feels everything and sometimes I feel like I let her down in that area Mm -hmm. because I didn't teach her the balance of feeling for people but also not taking on their 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 energy basically exactly but that's a good thing and it can be a bad thing um mm-hmm. but as she gets older she'll she'll learn how to she'll she'll, she'll learn how to control that part i guess if that makes sense because i'm i was still learning growing up i was i'm like that i'm like that now yeah you call me a fixer you said what now i said you call me a fixer like i need to have that yeah you are a fixer you are like i I need to have that that nurturing part i think that was how you call like like you said i have to i have to be needed (laughs) or something similar to that that's not you you <laughs> okay so uh, I will say that you are I did say that you are a fixer and and, and and we're alike in a sense but not I'm not as extreme as you if that makes sense what I'm saying Yes. like I want everybody to be oh everything is so great everybody's so good and I want to help you out I want to help them out and I just want to make sure everybody's okay but you, you also want them to stand on their own I, I kind of want them to I want to help you but I want to help you not to the point where I'm crippling you if that makes sense Right. I want to help you like so my way of helping you like say for instance perfect example my niece she wants to come live in Atlanta and I was trying to get her to come through before she had two kids and one on the way Ooh. exactly and <laughs> when I wanted her to come here you know, me help her get a place, get on her feet, go to school, go to college up here. She wanted to run the streets and do what she was doing. Now she got two kids and one in her belly. She wants to come up here and stay with me and at my house. And I was like, um, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Not going to do that because my kids are pretty much, well, I got one on with one foot out the door. Well, I got two, both of them really about to be out the door. Right. I mean, they they're could young leave. adults. They're, they're young adults. Yeah, they they're could leave if they wanted to. Once one graduates and the other one's in college, so right. I'm not about to have little kids running around in my house. I'm about to live my life, honey. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing like, that. We we've gotten to that point where yeah. we've done our raising and our mm-hmm. rearing. Mm-hmm. You know. But and... I say all that not to cut you off, but I to go back to what I was saying about helping from a distance Mm -hmm. I'm that type of person like I'll help anybody and I'm going to help you as much as I can 
but yes. I'm not going, I don't want to cripple you or continuously help you, especially if I don't see that you're trying to, you know. And you are right. You are right. That's, I think that's where my problem comes in. Mm-hmm. Because I don't mind showing you right. that I care mm-hmm. and I will help. And technically, I, I even wind up having this conversation with my mom mm-hmm. um, not too long ago. But I, sitting here at my current age, looking back, I understand where I become someone's crutch and even though I was calling myself helping them I did them a disservice Mm -hmm. because they always turned to me to fix the problem Mm -hmm. and I would take that on even as a detriment to myself right Exactly. Oh my, you just said that so clear and concise because that is describing you to a T. It does. It, we have it took a to... long time for me to get to that point where I can articulate that. You know, how many times I, did I get you? I, I used to get on you like all the time. It's like, look here now, you're doing too much. <laughs> you're doing too much even when it comes down to my children so this is not just outside people right yeah we're talking about immediate family and and my children mm-hmm. right but i another thing that i've been kind of working on acknowledging about myself mm-hmm. is that when i help or when i extend you know assistance I want I do it because that's just who I am but I expect to receive me back Mm -hmm. and I'm not going I'm not going to get me back right we none of us ever do especially people like you and I like you know we're and, and again I don't really me personally I don't do anything for anybody to get anything in return right i, I do things because i really honestly enjoy seeing people happy and smiling right. and, you know and so there's more happiness in giving than receiving right. and so it just makes me feel some type of way i don't know it just makes me melt i guess but, but you do it but, once or twice right here or there you don't do it every other week Ooh. you know because i'm saying with what with what you like making people happy oh but it's not uh this person and they come into you every other week hey can i do this or can you do you know you no. like helping people and making them happy but you also don't want them up in your face every day well you know why they don't look for happiness <laughs> but you know why they don't come to me like that because you set boundaries because basically, <laughs> you're right. I set boundaries, and I say, "Hey, now, like, like my, like my niece. I love her to death. Mm-hmm. I love my nieces, you know. And they know I don't do anything for them. I'm that okay. Un- okay. You know what I just did a few months ago uh, 
where I flew out to be with my yeah. niece, you know, to help her move in. She's going to uh, going to college because my um my family member wasn't able to be, my sister wasn't able to go. So right. I went and looked at I was the auntie, I was the mom, my Monty. Monty. <laughs> I was the Monty. So I went and you know did what I needed to do and got her situated and everything. But I will tell them real quick, fast, in a hurry. Don't you be calling me, because my sister will tell me, my oldest sister now. She, now she's 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 all. I'm sorry. I'm sad to say that all of my mom's kids are this way. We are willing to help each every anybody out. Right. And my sister, my oldest sister, she's the same way, but she's more into oh. Like she'll just feel like she's just doing a disservice if she don't cash out them some money when they text her. And I right. say, listen, you know why your phone is constantly blowing up? And they just like they, they just send her a cash out and be like, they just send her a cash out request, not a hey, how you doing? You have you know? Can I tell you what's going on with me? I need the a couple of dollars. They don't do that. They just cash out a request to her. Basically, I need some money. Give it to me. <laughs> Right. You know, and so I don't operate like that because I had to tell my I had to tell my niece, and she got upset with me and blocked me, girl. Oh, no. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't care. I mean, she still loved me, but I don't care about her blocking me. But I had to tell her, listen, I'm I'm gonna help you this this time, but don't you think I'm like your auntie, which is my sister. I'm not going to be cash apping you just because you right. send me a request. The next time you see me in cash app request, it's going to get declined. Because I don't, I'm not going to continuously, because this is my train of thought. And I know things happen and, you know, they're young and they're trying to make it in this world and, you know, get their balance and figure things out. But you knew you had that bill. You know you had that bill. You know that you know that bill due every month, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know that bill was coming up. You knew you had to pay it today. Why you wait a day of or the day before your bill is due to text and say, "Hey, I need X." Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. I need some some help. Yeah, like like I just have it to give like that, and and I and I especially at the last minute. Exactly, and I may very well have it available. But I don't want you to get that comfortable contacting me saying at the last minute just because you think that I have it. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So exactly. if they know they can't just do that, they're not going to do it. But if you and give them that option, like my sister does, mm-hmm. they're going to continue to do it. And that's why her phone blows up. <laughs> but then you also need to, you know, set some ground rules mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Um. I need you to say thank you. Oh yeah, not not that they do. They're they're polite with it, but I'm just saying. No, but like a lot of kids today don't. <laughs> they're so you know. Chris has been working mm-hmm. um, as an after school teacher. Yeah, and she comes home with her mind like boggled every single day. She was like, "What? At what age do you start teaching children manners?" I said, "You start <laughs> teaching manners." At first, in my mind, first thing you do, two, three years old, four, they start you start teaching them that early. They're different, right? They're different parts of manners. Yeah, 
you know I I was the kind of kid that and you know, I came up with my own thing so I would ask for something and I would say please and thank you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my family used to laugh at me all the time please and thank you and then when I received whatever it was that I asked for I would double with another thank you you know that, that's just how I did it but you know she's saying they're walking into her while she's having a conversation with another student mm-hmm. and they'll just walk up to her start pulling on her arm or waving in her face or calling her name miss so-and-so miss so-and-so and she was like you see me talking to somebody else can you politely say excuse me when you when you're finished can you help me with this or she, she is seeing today's youth have no manners at all no home training Mm -hmm. and she said you know she said she deals with a lot of first graders that's her her grade to go pick up you know after school and she said they'll walk over to her and slap their foot up on her knee or in front of her and say tie my shoes wow and she was like mommy when did I start tying my shoes (laughs) I said you learn how to tie your shoes before you went to school Mhm. I said the little bunny ear makes the loop and then we put it around the circle and we pull it together I said you learned all of that I said you learned how to spell your name before you entered school you were you know already reading I took a very different approach with my children yes. raise your hand when you want to say something Mhm. You know, use your listening ear. Yeah, don't just. Be, yeah, don't just oh, whatever. I, it's me. It's what I want. Yeah. Even if it looks like what I'm doing is not important. Mm-hmm. Still. Excuse me, mom. You know. Excuse. There we go. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation. Though. It has been. This has been pretty good. It's pretty enlightening. And and I'm really, yeah, that, that, yeah. Parents. I think I'd like to do a little bit more because uh, I have another situation that I'm <laughs> kind of dealing with in the mommy world. <laughs> and I'm like, oh gosh. Okay, well, so um, let's we need to do this again. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, we can actually let let's wrap this up first. So everybody, make sure you check us out on. <laughs> <laughs> Most platforms we are on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Music, and um, yeah, make sure you follow us, subscribe, check like, us out on TikTok, we're on there as well, yeah. Instagram, and well, now it's called the letter Meta. X. Oh, oh, you, oh, X. X. Yeah. The mm-hmm. tweet place. Yeah. Which one? Okay. <laughs> But we will check you guys out next week. Thank you so much for joining us. We will talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Wine 30 Podcast. Before you go, please take a moment to show us your support by subscribing and leaving an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at The Wine 30 Podcast. We appreciate your support. And until next time, spread positive vibes and sip responsibly.